Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You hear that music, you know the show. You're listening to Rayella Sports and the Voice America Network. I first want to thank my friend, Coach Carl Hargrave, who uh, sat in for me last week. Uh, Coach Carl Hargrave is uh, going to be doing a show with us. I call him Coach, but Coach also played ball. So, uh, you know, it's really exciting to have somebody who can bring that type of perspective to the Voice America Network. And, and we just continue to grow. So I, I want to thank him for, for doing the show last week. And, and he enjoyed it. And I'm glad he gave me my seat back. And I get a chance to do my show uh, today and have uh, a good time. And uh, I'm, I have a friend in the studio. I'm not going to introduce him yet. I want to make him nervous for a little bit more. Although he, he's not nervous. Believe me, he's not nervous. But uh, he's an ASU grad, I believe. And uh, ASU is in the hot seat right now. See, I'm not going to let The Ohio State University take all that heat alone. There is an athletic director from The Ohio State, Ohio State University that is an ASU grad. And yeah. so I'm going to I'm going to blame ASU on that. So I'll let him talk. We'll talk about it a little <laughs> bit later, but it's certainly uh, going to be a good day. It's a warm day in the valley. Yesterday it was too cold. And I've gotten to the point now where, you know, 60 degrees is is cold. After spending all those years in the Midwest and on the East Coast, uh, I've been here for like five, and all of a sudden, 60 degrees is cold. But I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what's really cold for a lot of those young men in those uh, NCAA tournaments. Uh, the tournaments have been cold for them. They've made some decisions. Come on. Anybody who talks about dumb jocks, you can't play sports and be dumb. And the fact of the matter is you have to be extremely alert and conscious of what's going on at all time. If you're not conscious of what's on the, how much time is left on the clock, you know, uh, you can't foul somebody. You know, it, there's just so many things that you just can't do. You know, you, gotta, you just have to be alert, you know, at the, at the top of your game at all times. Else in this particular time, you lose and you go home. So, listen, I'm not going to lose. You're not going to lose. We're all going to win. I've got my friend here with me, Chad. Chad, and, you know, sometimes I mispronounce your last name. So why don't you pronounce your last name for me? My last name's easy. It's false. Now, that, you true know, or false. Yeah, that's what I say. You know, is, <laughs> is it true or is it false? You know, it's either one or the other. It can't be true and false, I but had, it, is, uh, it is. Lots of coaches yelling at me with all sorts of names. 
other than faults. Well, that's good, see, because I've <laughs> often told people, listen, you know, coaches, if you want to be successful in business, get some coaching when you're young because you definitely will develop a thick skin and you won't take things personally. It'll just be business. It won't be personal. It'll be business. And you take that approach in business, uh, you'll be pretty successful. But, uh Chad, I appreciate you stopping in. My pleasure. Uh, I'm going to give a shout-out to your company, too, Cross Media Works. Yes, sir. And uh, you guys do what? We are uh, advertising and marketing specialists. We have uh, offices all across the country. Our home base is here in Scottsdale, Arizona, but uh, in Philadelphia, New York, right in Manhattan, out to Florida, uh, Chicago, Indianapolis, L.A., you name it, we are there, and, and we help uh, people generate sales, whether they're trying to sell something, a product or a service, or uh, market, whether it's TV, radio, online, mobile. As we were talking about before the show start, it started, it could be uh, inventories everywhere. So it just depends on what a, the goal is of a client, and we'll help them get there. Well, that's good because, you know, that kind of leads me into some of the things that we're going to talk about. And, and listen, you get the CBA every day on Voice America Sports. You get some aspect of the CBA every day here on Voice America. And so, of course, uh, you know, Chad, there's one thing that I think a lot of people out here have have failed to realize is that without a doubt is that this whole thing, this elephant in a room and there's a number of elephants that are out there. But this work stoppage basically is going to affect so many different people in so many different ways. And so I, I want to take the approach that I'm, I'm worried about the fan that's out there, the fans such as yourself. As your colleagues that work every day and work in an industry that is, again, you know, I don't think people understand when you look at football, I, I call it the George Washington Carver theory of sports because he took that peanut, created all those verticals, and you got all kind of different products that derive from that peanut. Same thing nice. with football. You take a football, and from that football game derives all these different business opportunities and business affiliates that are affected if you take away that football game. And if I'm not mistaken, if we take away that football game, it's going to affect your industry. Is that right? It's going to affect a lot of our blue chip advertisers. Uh, they rely on the numbers that the NFL brings in to promote their products. You know, there's a reason people paid $2 million or more to get in the Super Bowl this wait, last wait, year. Wait, say that again. Say that again. How much for the $2 Super Bowl? $2 million for a 30-second advertisement. And if you watched the game, and I'm sure you did, you may have been there. I was there. Oh, rub <laughs> it in. I didn't go. No, I was at the ESPN watch party. I didn't go. The big ball, Jeff Spinard, Ryan Trezor, shout out, president, <laughs> vice president, they went to the game. Well, some of us had to watch it at home. But it wasn't so bad because, uh, you know, the beauty of HD television nowadays. But uh, you would have noticed uh, Pepsi Max on there several times, Bud, Bud Light, multiple commercials. Uh, they realize the power of the Super Bowl and ha just how many viewers are actually watching that advertisement. It is worth it to them to pay that kind of money to get on the air without any sort of knowledge if that spot even generated you, me, or anybody else watching where we went to the store and actually bought any Pepsi products. But they know it's that strong. And it's, uh, it's worth their investment. And there's no place else. I mean, the Super Bowl and the NFL, I mean, it's really, I don't want to say it's the only game in town, but the Super Bowl is the only game in town. Sure. But when you look at the NFL in terms of the brand itself and, and what it can demand, when it comes to advertising, there is no other game in town. I mean, they're, they're the big boys. Am I correct? You are correct. Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a force. You know, the other sports are close. 
But uh, there's something special about the NFL and, and definitely something special about the Super Bowl. And the NFL, when you think about it, they only have 16 weeks of season. Well, that could change. Yeah, well, no, that's <laughs> not going to change. I'm here to tell you right now, that's not going to change. You got a quarterback like Michael Vick on TV yesterday, you know, uh, doing, you know, a promotional thing, going around, you know, talking about the Madden, who's going to be on the cover and that. And, and, and Michael says that he may only pay, play three or four more years, and that's based upon, you know, his body holding up sure you know and so if if he can only last three or four more years uh because of the fact that he's been beat up already and if you add four games times two that's eight that's a half a season if you add those extra two games that could take away one of his seasons so instead of it being four it may be three instead of it being three it may be two well, I'm if greedy. you add those extra games i'm greedy as a fan <laughs> you know i'd rather have two more regular season games than uh Four more or two more preseason games. Okay, well, games. let's take that. Let's take that in terms of greedy. your business. Let's let's compare that to your business. Now, so you're you're saying that there's an inferior product out there. Is that what you're saying? No, not inferior, but it can be made better. Okay, so the preseason game you feel could be made better. And now here's, but here's the thing about it. And you know this. It's like coming into your profession as you know you're a blue chipper, but you're green. Okay, and so you need some time in order to, you know, perfect your skill set. Sure. Okay, and maybe there's another guy who may end up being a blue chipper, but he's a little late developer. And so he needs these preseason games so you can see, you know, he's a little better. If he doesn't get those preseason games in, how are you going to get that talent out on the field? You're going to cut him. You know, I think they should do that, that on to Saturday. a lot of great players. They should do that during the week. Well, but you can't <laughs> do that during the week because, remember, it's, it's, that's what scrimmage? happens. Well, here's what happens to most of the players. Is that it's the it's the practice time where guys end up getting injured many times as opposed to out on the football field. Right, and that's why none of the blue chippers play during the preseason, correct? Because they don't want to take that chance. But at the same time, the fan is saying that the there's an inferior product when you put on the free agents and and the draft picks because they don't. That's not what they want to see. Sure, they want to see Tom Brady. They want to see Michael Vick. But at the same time, if you put Michael Vick out there in a, in a game that doesn't mean anything, <laughs> sure. you know you can lose him, and then you're going to be then the fans going to say, "Well, what the hell was Michael Vick doing in the preseason game?" So you know you really can't you can't win, but what you don't add more games to that. I, I just don't see that. Here's, here's here's what I would say. Okay, let's not be greedy. Let's give the average fan that's, that can't afford to go to a game the opportunity to go to a preseason game knowing that these players that are playing are going to play their butts off. They're going to play as hard as they can because they, they're trying to make the, the football team. And so I, I would say whether than you know, add more games to a season, I would just say let the, the guys who are inexperienced and need to gain some experience, let them play and, and lower that ticket price so that, so that the – you know, the fan doesn't feel like he's paying for an inferior product. Sure. I'd love to take my family to uh, a game, but quite frankly, I live in Gilbert, and to get all the way over to Glendale uh, is a <laughs> an interesting experience. I'm going to tell you what. Not only that, once you get – I can tell you this because – well, maybe I'm a former player, so i got a different <laughs> perspective. But I can tell you this. If, if there's a high of what you achieve by attending a sporting event at Cardinal Stadiums, there is a crash when the game's over trying to get the hell out of that stadium. I mean, that is one of the worst design. Those engineers that came up with that design, I don't know what, what were they One they, way in, one was, way out. It oh, makes all the sense of the, the world. That, oh, they were sleep at the wheel. I'm telling <laughs> you, it, it, it is so frustrating. It will actually say, it'll make you say to yourself, you know what? If somebody gives me tickets to a Cardinal game, I'm not sure I want to go. Uh, agree. That totally happens in our business all the time because it's a, uh, that's a great place to take a client. 
-hmm. It's a great place to bond, build that relationship, which in marketing is 99% of of our business is growing a relationship and building something special with that prospect. And uh, there's been many opportunities that Cardinal tickets have been available. And uh, in my case, and, and my business is all about generating more business for the company and business development that I you know, take a step back and say, would you rather go to an Arizona State game? Wow. Come, I mean, we have a, just as good an experience, all, almost a, as good a team, and it's the college game. It's a lot more fun. It's Wait, a lot did more you exciting. just say the, the <laughs> Cardinals and the Arizona Sun Devils? Arizona Sun State. Devils. Yep. You're comparing the two? I think we had a better record wow. last year. Wow. But, uh, <laughs> I th- we might be able to take them too if we uh, had to set up a scrimmage, maybe well, seven on you know seven what? or something. You know, you know, and they used We're to do be that. Good they, next they, year. they used to do that years ago. A preseason game. It used to be the college all stars used to play the pros years ago. I, you know, I'm aging myself now, but I'm, I'm proud. I'm happy. I'm still here at 51. But uh, they don't do that anymore. But you know, that's interesting that you say that because there are some teams around the country now uh, who are, are looking for new teams. Arizona Cardinals were a team that came from St. Louis. And, and you got a new stadium, and, and now you got a new stadium, and, you know, people are, you know, crying about getting in and getting out of the stadium. But, but again, you've got teams that perhaps like the Minnesota Vikings, they've got an issue. If they don't, if they don't build a new stadium, I think they're going to lose that team. I, I, I don't think you can keep the Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota. And, and, and for me, for the life of I don't know why. Shout out to Chuck Foreman, who does a show on a couple hours before me. Uh, Chuck wants that advantage. He wants that home field advantage. Chuck wants him to build a new stadium, but he, he doesn't want a dome stadium. And I can tell you this. Because I played in Minnesota my rookie year and we played outside, my career is still lasting seven years. Almost only lasted seven games. Because <laughs> I almost got cut after that game because it was so freaking cold in Minnesota. It was outdoor. It definitely is an advantage to have an outdoor stadium, and we got to go to a break in about a minute. But go ahead. What, would you want to? Would you want to play in Minnesota as cold as it is, even if you had a home field advantage? Uh, maybe for a couple seconds, <laughs> and then after that initial, oh my God, it's cold factor, yes. that, and that first hit where your whole body probably tingles and your fingers, and, and you go numb. Then a dome probably sounds pretty good. Chad, I, I told this story, man, several times. I got blocked for forty yards, and when I say that, that means that. When, I, when the guy made contact with me, the rest of my teammates on the kickoff team, they ran 40 yards before I ever got off the block. And the coach is running it back and back and back and back and back. And I just thank God that Dick Vermeil didn't come in. Because if Dick would have came in, Dick would have said, who the hell is that? Cut him right now. He's got to go. So, Coach, I thank you for not cutting me. Uh, but Minnesota, oh, God, it's got to be a dome. A dome or you got to go to California. Hey, we got music, so we got to take a break. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. Is it true or is it false? We definitely know it's Chad. We'll be right back after this break. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. 
So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely despise her, especially at 1-2. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a 9-horse field, but really there are 7 donkeys and 2 zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Welcome to Inside the Trenches, everyone, an interactive show that is sweeping across the nation here on Voice America Sports, simply with your host, 12-year pro football veteran, yes, of course, the voice of America, R. Cal Trula. We're bringing it to you. The day starts at noon, and so does Inside the Trenches, 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, bringing you the ins and outs, letting you know what's going on in and around sports and also in and around your neck of the woods. So if you want to be on the show and you want to be a part of the show, simply go to InsideTheTrenches.com and let's make this thing happen for you the interactive show that is sweeping across the nation inside the trenches your show your internet flagship station for sports voice america sports Okay, you hear that music, you know the show. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice American Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. And I got Chad Foss with me. And uh, it's great to have Chad in the studio. You know, Chad just told me something off the air. And, you know, sometimes people just hit it. They knock it off the park. They're just naturals. He's a natural, but he also has a little media background. And uh, shout out to your folks back in the day. What, what was that station you were at? Oh, this is a dinosaur. That's okay. Uh KCKY. Wow. It went from all sports to all Spanish. So I lost my job in a matter of 10, 15 seconds. Wow. Well, you know, that's why, I t- you know what, listen, <laughs> you lost your job, but, but Spanish was something that, and I had a couple times I was supposed to be taking a Spanish, Spanish course and I didn't take it. And I'm kicking myself because I didn't. Me too. My daughter, uh, who is a high school student has uh, pretty much excelled at it. And, and she's going to take some courses next year. I think that will give her college credit. And, and living in Arizona, you need to speak you Spanish, need it. you know. And uh, but there's a universal language out there. It's music, and it's a smile. So I play a lot of music, and I smile a lot. You know, <laughs> that kind of helps me out. Listen, I tell you, who's not smiling? Uh, you know, some of those kids in NC2A brackets. So and and those games in the tournament, and, and the brackets are just whoever. If you if your bracket's still in place, then you did a hell of a job at guessing. Oh, I I picked Pittsburgh to win yeah. it. To win it all. Yeah, over wow. your Buckeyes. Wow. Well, well, see, that's I think a lot of people had Pitt, you know. But on mm. the other hand, you know, this, this is what it's all about. This is what makes this tournament so exciting is the fact that you really never know who's going to win. I mean, it, it is, you know, in football, we always talk about on any given Sunday, you know, March Madness is any given March. You never know who's going to upset who. And, and some of these teams... 
obviously the teams that are the ones that are victorious in the game of which was an upset, many times, you know, people are saying, well, they shouldn't have been in a tournament anyway. And they prove their worthiness. They get in. I mean, of those that you saw, which one did you think was? Virginia you, Commonwealth. Oh. I picked USC to beat them. I'm a Pac-10 homer. Okay. So I picked all the Pac-10 teams. <laughs> and uh, my bracket was already busted uh, before the tournament, the real tournament even started because Virginia Commonwealth beat USC. And then I had SC beating Georgetown, but Virginia Commonwealth beat, beat Georgetown. Georgetown. So uh, amazing. Just amazing. I, I'm going to tell you, and, I, and, I, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm not a homer, and, and I'm not a homer, but I'm not going to say I'm not a homer, <laughs> but I'm not a homer. I do love the Buckeyes. I mean, what can I say? But I can tell you this. I'm, I'm even going to say at the professional level, and I, and I watched Charles in the studio the other day, and, and shout out to Charles Barkley, one of my favorite athletes of all time. I don't, I don't care what anybody says about him. The man's brash, but he backs it up with factual information from his perspective. Uh, I'm not talking about role models. I'm talking about basketball, his knowledge of the game, and and his uh, the way he's able to articulate it in his own words. He doesn't care uh, if you like him or not like him. He tells the truth. And and Charles has said that there is some great coaching going on and some good basketball teams that are out there. And and Charles said that uh, you know that Notre Dame was going to go down, and uh, and, and Florida State, you know was going to win. I think one of the coaches in, in, in the studio with him <laughs> disagreed strongly. And uh, Charles prevailed. But I will say this. When I saw Ohio State play, and I don't, I don't, you know, don't want to overstate this, but in terms of the fundamentals of basketball, they looked so – everything they did was so precise. I mean, they, they, they were able to pick – they were able to, you know, get their way, uh, fight their way through screens. They played excellent defense. Every shot that they seemed to make, they seemed to have perfect forms in their shot. They rebound the ball. They push the ball up the floor. I mean, they look very, very good. I mean, there's a the reason only, they're the number one seed. Yeah, and the number one team. Right. But, but the only thing that scares me, I gotta say this. Shout out to Kwame Lasseter. I, I, Kansas scares me. Kansas, I mean, the Twins, they, 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 they really scare me. But, but I'm curious to know in the tournament, if it's not Ohio State, who is it that you see in the tournament that you think you pick Pitt? Now, we know they're gone. With the remaining teams, <laughs> what do you think? Who do you uh, think My looks opinion good? doesn't count for anything at this stage. I'm in last place in my, uh, in your, in your in my pool. Oh, wow. All my friends are making fun of me. Uh, but you've you got to have somebody still in the tournament that could possibly win in your bracket. Have, Somebody's uh, still got to be there. Yeah, Connecticut's one. Ohio State's the other, and I can't remember if Notre Dame was my other Final Four pick uh, besides Pitt. So, well, you couldn't have you couldn't have had if you picked Pitt, you couldn't have had Notre Dame. No, they weren't in the same bracket. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I no, can't you're, no, you're right. Who, no, you're, no, you're right. You're right. I'm I can't wrong. remember who my other Final right. Four team was, and uh, so the the thing that is the worst part about the uh, tournament. I'll, I'll change the question around a little bit. Is that the University of Arizona is still in it? Uh, being a, well, a diehard Arizona that's a State homer. There's fan. a homer. Yep. There's a homer in the studio. Uh, poor Texas. <laughs> I thought that guy called for his timeout you know, in the five seconds. And for the referees to play such a big role in that game was, uh, was tough, even if I wasn't rooting against U of A or rooting for Texas. Uh, but uh, you hate to see the refs you know, make a big splash. And I think that happened in the uh, – no, not Baylor uh, – the pit game, and uh, 
Uh, who's the team in the Final Four last year? Not uh, uh, last year. Yeah, who played Duke for the championship? I just, oh, Butler. Uh, Butler. Butler. Yeah, not yeah. Baylor. Butler. Yeah. And I think that's how they uh, ended up winning their game. So it's just amazing. And, and back to the marketing end of everything, it's. Uh, going to be very interesting how the ratings shake out with so many surprise teams in it and if people are still going to be watching uh, this weekend with the underdog or does it totally change it around and more people will be watching because the underdogs are still in it. You know, that uh, Virginia Commonwealth game and uh, Florida State should be very cool to watch. Yeah, but you know what? And the, Marquette. The, the underdogs will be in it, but there's very. I, I'd be curious to know in Vegas, you know, what it was in terms of the chances of oh the money know. flying in Vegas last weekend must have been wow. huge, mm-hmm. just huge. Uh, well, most I, people going with the favorites, I would imagine. Yeah, I, I think that. How they can are. you bet against Syracuse? Yeah, I think I think they are. I think they are. You know, well, it's kind of hard to bet against Syracuse. You're exactly right. You know, and I think well Texas. You know, I don't think anybody anybody thought Texas was going to go down either. You know, thought they'd be in a tournament a little bit longer than they are, but. You know, those kind of things happen, and that, that's what's so good about, again, again, college football needs to have. Amen. Needs to have it. It just needs to have a tournament. We need to have some playoff. We need, you know, if, if football can do it. And, and listen, here's the thing about it. They do it in the lower divisions, like the Division twos and the Division threes. They have playoff. They have championship games. I, I really don't understand. It would have been great to see Auburn play TCU last year. That would have been a good game. That would have been, I mean... It would have been good to see Auburn. Whoever was number two. The Ohio State University, too, would have been a good game. Well, they're <laughs> you know okay. I had to, you know I had to throw that in. They look but, good this last Bowls. Okay, but listen... We, you know, they're we, two for their last two, right? They won the Rose Bowl right. last year and, that's right. and this year. That's right. That's right. So, you know, I had to throw Ohio State in, which leads me to a little bit of... Let's throw a little bit of football in here, because the coach from Tennessee gets fired. Basketball coach from Tennessee gets fired. Can't think of his name right now. Uh, he got Is it Pearl? Perlman? Ulti- Pearl? Yeah, yeah I think like it's Pearl. Ultimately, I think he got fired because he lied. Okay. Jim Trestle found out about the activities of his players in April. I think he was asked about it. He said he didn't find out until December. Is that reason <laughs> enough to fire him? If your justification of firing the other guys, he lied, does that mean Trestle has to go? That's a tough Tough call. I mean, yeah. why should it be tough? Th- th- shouldn't there be some? Cons- I- I'm not asking for. A sh- I'm just. I'm just asking, in terms of some consistency. Well, that that's the first thing wrong with the NCA. There never seems to be any consistency. You know, some guys get suspended and some guys get to play. Exactly. You know, with all the stuff going on with uh, improper benefits and it's. I love the college game much more than I love the pro game in all athletics. Uh, and I just wish there was some sort of... I hear people say that all the time. Tell me what it is when you say you love the college game better than you do the pro game. Let's talk about college basketball. What is it that you like better about college basketball than you do about pro basketball? With, and I'll answer this part of the question. With the exception of the one and done, which I like. I would like... Pro football has that. You know, I, I don't like the series. Baseball has their series. and I don't <laughs> like this. I like the one and dones. The, the one and dones, I think, would would really, really change in terms of, um, I, I think, in terms of uh, the amount of people that would be interested in watching. I mean, that's one reason why everybody watches the Super Bowl is because it's one and done. Better bring it. That, that, that's it, you know. And so it's not like next week you're going to play again or anything like that. It's one and you're done. Playoffs. It, that, 
again, the viewership rises because it's one and done. You know, basketball, if, if I miss, you know, game three, I'm okay because it at least has to be a game four in a seven-game series. Same thing with baseball. You know, if it's a five-game series, you know, if I miss game two, I'm okay because I know it at least got to be, you know, a game three. Right. So what is it that you like better about the I love the whole camaraderie Cubs? about it. I love an alma mater. I love how passionate the uh, alum can be, you know, above and beyond just the game itself. Uh, football. I was going to say this. That does does, does the wish, fans in the stands make it a better football game? Better experience. Because oh, they're enjoying themselves more. I, I, I've been to a couple of. I went to Wisconsin last year to see Arizona State play in Big Ten country, mm-hmm. and eighty thousand strong in red gets your attention when you're out here in the desert and you go to ASU and you can't you can't even fill up. You ever been to an Eagle, You ever been to an Eagles game? I would love to go to Philadelphia. Yeah, you go you, you know, the dog pound, the Eagles game. You know, there are certain teams that have a college-like atmosphere. I understand what you're saying. And, and I think typically it may even have to be those kind of blue-collar towns because when you, when you get into the more sophisticated towns, <laughs> they have to be sophisticated people. Sure. And, and the CEOs can't act like they're losing their minds over a football game. Right. They have to have some dignity as a fan, so they have to clap like that. You know, <laughs> they can't cheer like they're out of their minds. You know, they, they can't drink beer and, and, and scream, you know, and obscenities I, to people. And your one-and-done statement is perfect for college football. I mean, if you lose, you're a top-five team and you lose, there's a tough – there's – Unless everybody else loses, you may not get to play for the national championship again because one and done. You know, if you're Ohio State or you're Michigan or you're Wisconsin and you lose one game in in the Pac-10 schedule or the SEC, I mean, those guys, what a schedule. You know, if you're Alabama or Auburn or whomever and you can't go undefeated, uh you know, how well, do you get a, back in the national championship? And that's what makes college football so exciting. Well, that's the same thing with the Big Ten. I mean, the Big Ten is changing. I mean, when I was in school, it was the Big Two and the Little Eight. And, <laughs> and, and now there's the Ohio State University and the rest of them. But I got to give Wisconsin's got a good football team. Iowa plays good football. You never yep. know. You can't go in there uh, thinking that you're going to win. You know, a few years ago, Michigan might give you a game every now and then. But that program's down for some reason or another. But I, I'm just not so sure. You know, that I'm going to take college football over pro football because there's no doubt in my mind and basketball, they're the greatest athletes in the world when you're at a professional game. Sure. And, and you see the most amazing things you've ever seen in your life. And it just leaves you going like, wow. You know, you get you get that wild experience and, and, and you really appreciate what these guys are doing because, you know, you could take one hit. And it's a, I mean, it's a, it's a car crash in the NFL. I mean, it really is. It's just that bad. But I got music again. We got to take a break. I, I'm enjoying this, Chad. Thank you very much. You're going to stay too. with me, right? You're uh-huh. not going anywhere. Chad's going to be here. Who wants to work when you can do this? <laughs> Make sure you come back. I'm working. I don't know about Chad, but I'm working. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. And uh, when we come back, we're going to continue to talk about all things sport and maybe even some more CBA. We'll be right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. 
So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely despise her, especially at 1-2. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine-horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Get ready for a show that's going to take it to the next level of sports talk. Get ready for Sean Salisbury, unfiltered. He's got 12 years of broadcast experience as an analyst for ESPN SportsCenter and NFL Live. And he has 10 years experience as a player with the Seahawks, Colts, Vikings, and Chargers, as well as the Winnipeg Blue Bombers of the CFL. You'll hear the truth and not the sidelines. Sean Salisbury, unfiltered. Is not for the faint of heart. Tune in every weekday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Coast to Coast Mixtapes.com. Song that really gets me pumped up, so I gotta play a little bit longer. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. I've got Chad False with me, and Chad is from Cross Media Works. And Chad and I have just been here chopping it up a little bit. And and Chad, you know, I said we were gonna talk a little uh, CBA, but before I, you know, get back to the CBA. Uh, because I probably want to close out with that. I, you know, there's one change that the NFL has agreed to, to, to make, and, and this is what I want people to know. Uh, e- even I, as a former player, I understand the fact that business has to go on. I mean, we're in the business. This is, this is the sports channel, and, and we, of course, uh, a lot of times, a lot of the athletes are, are former players here. Shout out to Dez Clark. Uh, Dez not going to be able to do his show with us uh, today, uh, but that's okay. Dez will be back real soon. Um, tied in for the Chicago Bears. Uh, but, you know, sports is like, I, I don't want to call it a necessary evil, but sports is necessary in this country. And it, it supports so many people in so many different ways. I mean, emotionally, I am telling you, there are going to be some frustrated men and women if there's no football. I mean, it, it, it extends, it, it's entertainment. You, you don't have to worry about what are we doing for the weekend, you know. You know that you're going to watch the football game. <laughs> you know, like right now on Sundays after church, you know, the basketball game's on. So I, I don't know if I'm always going to watch every basketball game on the Sundays, 
on football, there's only 16 Sundays. I know I'm going to watch those. And you're going to buy product, and oh, you're going to go to yes. the grocery store, and you're going to make yes. food for your friends, family, That's or you're exactly going to go somewhere. Right. Or... You got it. And so I'm saying that those people who are out there who are in fear, and they've kind of stopped, don't stop. Continue to go about your life as if there's going to be football. And, and, and we'll deliver that football to you. And the NFL is still working because what they've decided they're going to do is they are going to move the kickoff from the 35-yard line. I mean, they're going to move it to the 35-yard line as opposed to the 30-yard line. Now, some people say that's only five yards, and it doesn't make a difference. But the majority of times, if a kicker doesn't kick the ball deep into the end zone, uh, it makes it to the goal line. If he moves the ball up five yards closer, that means it's going to be five yards deep in the end zone. I think... Well, Kamardi has a touchdown for maybe 109 or 108, but there are very few 105-yard kickoff returns in the NFL. So I'm thinking that at one point in time they were thinking about just taking the kickoff out of the game completely. Really? Because of the danger. Yeah, there's been a couple of real bad collisions lately. A couple guys have been paralyzed. You know, it's probably the most dangerous play of all of them uh, because of the fact See, on a punt, even though you're running down full speed to cover a punt, you don't always get off the line. But on a kickoff, you're in a sprinter stance, and you take off running full speed, and there's a chance that you can bypass and run your way around everybody, and now at full speed, two people are putting their heads down like rams and butting heads. And so I don't think this is a bad idea because what they're really trying to do is – Keep it in the game, but really take it out of the game in terms of this kickoff. So uh, will you be upset or is it okay for you if, you know, every time you turn around, they're getting a ball on a 20 as opposed to seeing a kickoff return? Because I I doubt there's going to be very few kickoff returns this year when the game comes back. That's a great question. I wonder what the statistics are for uh, kickers. You know, and how, how many times there were touchbacks in the NFL last year. From- yeah, there are some guys. There are some guys that have those strong legs that are good at, at touchbacks. You're exactly right. And that's what, that's what I'm saying. Now that, you know, they've moved the ball you know, closer. closer, there's going to be even more. That, even that many more. Yeah, because that's, that's kind of their way of, you know, they don't want to take it out of the game because it's a very exciting play. I mean, when, it, when a, you know, and a kickoff is returned for a touchdown, that's a very exciting play. Sure. Um, but also what happens is when that happens, you know, that punt, that kickoff return man has uh, is, is really put himself in harm's way because they run with reckless abandon. I mean, you're taught when you return kicks, you, you're taught to hit that hole. And when it opens up, you're supposed to accelerate through it in full speed. And then there's a guy that comes out of your peripheral vision from your left or your right sides and ear holds you. Right. And you and I talked about this, about, you know, sports journalists that didn't have a chance to play the game. They can try to describe that in their best words, but they don't know what the hell that feels like. But I can tell you. <laughs> a little different than Pop Warner. <laughs> that hurts like <laughs> hell. And, and, and you know, many I, times it, it, rattles, it, it rattles the brain. I mean, you, when guys get hit, and, and the NFL has, has shown some of these some of these hits on kickoffs where you see these guys, I mean, they're like flying. Their feet are way off the ground. And when I say flying, they, they go from point A to point B uh, because of the hits uh, on these kickoffs. And, and, and I, saw, I remember the kid from Buffalo a couple years ago when he got paralyzed, and he, was, he made a tackle. And, and to me, it was scary. It, it was really, really, really scary. And I thought about, you know, okay, I used to like kickoffs. Uh, I hated when I, when I was playing ball because 
uh, one time, I, I, now I was a defensive back. Right. And normally when you talk about a wedge, it's the linemen and linebackers. And I had a coach, uh, shout out to Coach Ken Iman, who actually put me on the wedge. And now I got guys coming down running at me full speed. And normally linemen and linebackers, and he's asking me to do it. Wow. <laughs> That's what I did too. Close your uh, eyes, but uh, but I, so I really didn't like to play. But it's it's a dangerous play. But um, you know the I, thing I like about it is there's so many penalty flags and it slows the game down so much. Illegal block in the back, block below the waist. Uh, at least with the touchback, as unexciting as that is, if that's even a word. Uh, at least we'll stay away from those penalties. On the safe side, safety's great. Because, you know, the, uh, the bodies are too big, too fast, too strong nowadays to keep up with the equipment, even though they have so much on so do you to think, protect them. And I'm agreeing with but, you, but do you think they should, so you think they should just take it out then? After kickoff, should you just let the other team get the ball on a 20? If a touchback, great. But for those guys that no, it's not feel a touchback. fearless. No, it's not a touchback. I'm saying. Just start limited, on the 20? Yeah. Should no, because that? that's still a pretty exciting part. It could change a game. You know, it it one, can. You're right. One 99-yard Kick return or a fumble right. or something like that. Especially if you're up by four and there's like 30 seconds left in the game. And Do we get rid of the onside kick then it, if we get rid of the kickoff? You're making sense now, I'm, I'm, but I'm, I'm just trying to make the argument about uh, if, if, if I get the opportunity to kick off uh, and, and my team is up by four, mm-hmm. I don't want the team... It's okay if the team gets the ball on the 20 automatically sure. because if they got Devin Hester back there, yeah, I don't right. really want to kick it to him. And if I can't get it into the end zone, I try to kick it out of bounds, they're going to get it at 30, 40, 40 or 30, 40. I think it's a 40. So now I'm, I'm really in trouble. So, sure. so I, I, you know, maybe I like, if it's to my advantage, them getting the ball on the 20 right. as opposed to me having to kick the ball to Devin Hester. And I don't know which playoff game that was, like uh, 10 or 11 years ago. Was that the Bills? or No, that was the Titans. I'll tell you what. When they I, threw it backwards. Oh, yeah. And yeah, they that ran was it Tennessee back at the end of the game. That's exactly right. That's, well, I'll tell you what else, too. It wasn't a playoff game. But uh, I, I even hear Denny, Grant, Denny Green, uh, he doesn't want to kick the ball to Devin Hester. <laughs> right. He knows better. <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> and, you know, so, so maybe there are some people out there that are for it or against it. But it is very exciting. I mean, there's nothing like it. And the creativity. You run a reverse. You do all kinds of things with it. And as a fan who's sitting there in front of the TV or at the game or listening on the radio and with, like, come on, we got one last chance. What yeah. are we going to do? Yeah. You know, I would hate yeah. to take that away. Yeah. yeah. If Devin Hester's, if you're a Bears fan and, and somebody's kicking off, you guys are down by four. And they're kicking it, and Devin Hester's back there. You know you're you got an advantage because if your kicker can't kick it to the end zone, I deep kick it in the end zone every time if he's back there. Then, then, <laughs> and then they're going to get the ball in a forty, so they're they're really in trouble. I well, hope my defense can do yeah, it. Yeah, well that's that that's one thing that that's one part of the game. And again, I think that's Roger Goodell. Shout out to Kamish. Uh, he's trying to get make the game more safer, and he's looking at different ways that he can do that. And and I think that's one of the ways where they've decided. Okay, here's what we're going to do. Uh, probably the majority of kickers in this league can probably kick it five yards deep, and the guys are you know not going to run it out. So we can't take it out because it is a great play. It's a very exciting play. Our fans like it. Some of them love it, but the the fans, as well as the owners and the players, uh, want the game to be safe. So I, I don't think they're going to do that. So let, let's move from that. Okay. Uh, it's reporting now, I'm talking about my Philadelphia Eagles now, that uh, there are some people out there that are, would like to have Kevin Cobb on their team. And so much so that they're willing to, you know, 
throw around a first-round draft pick. Now, do you go into the draft and get, you know, a couple of quarterbacks, guy, kid out there from Missouri or, or uh, you know, Cam? Uh, or, or do you, you know, take Kevin Cobb as a, as a first-round draft pick? He could if, be if a Cardinal. <laughs> oh yeah, well yeah, that, that's he one fit thing. Perfectly about, here. There's a couple of former E. Well, he's still current, but the Donovan McNabb's names have even been brought up. So my question to you would be: Has Cobb shown you enough that he's worthy of a first round draft pick in exchange for him as your quarterback? And if so, is Arizona a home for him? That's a million dollar question. I mean, would you I, guys I like to have? I would say you guys. Would you guys like to have him here? You're an Arizona guy. Would you guys like to have him here? He has to be somebody they would take a look at. I mean, it doesn't make sense if, if they wouldn't. Okay, here's, I don't know here's, where here's they, a $10 million question. What are they, I no. don't know, are they picking the top 10, the oh, Cardinals? Oh, yeah, they're up there someplace. I have to find my, out where they are. I haven't thought about my fantasy they, draft they, yet. They, they, were, they were bad. They were oh, bad. So, yeah, bad they're, they're probably up there. And, well, here's my question. When you talk about a quarterback in the NFL, you always talk about a guy with experience. Here's a young kid, a young quarterback with experience. Why would you take a rookie instead of taking him? And the Cardinals are a perfect example. Mark, uh, Mark uh, Leinert, Matt Leinert. He was the next coming. He was our guy. He was a uh, USC. Did you guys we, really believe that Matt was going to make it happen? I mean, really? We fell for it. Hook, uh, line, and sinker. I mean, did you think uh, coming out of college, did you think he was that good at USC? Without a doubt. Well, see, here's the thing about it. There's a money ball that Matt never could throw, <laughs> and that's that deep out. You've got, and you've got to be on one hash mark, and you've got to throw that deep out to the other hash mark. It's got to be on a, a closed line. And Matt could never throw that ball. He could never throw that ball, and so therefore his arm was never strong enough. And even now, I mean, how many people are out there really, you know, is Mark, is he, I'm mad, is he in high demand? I mean, who wants him? No, I don't even know if he's, uh, you know, I need to check We don't even know where he's too. at. He's see? at, he's, what the Texans uh, behind yeah. Schaub. But I don't know if he's if is he'll he trade bait for anybody. You know, I mean nobody's. He's you know, probably going to get but, released. But, but Cobb is, and I and I think this young man. I, I, if you think about it again, taking somebody who's trying to learn a pro offense and putting them and having them ready for day one, as opposed to taking this young man who's been a proven pro. Yep. Who you know he, he's been in the league a few years. He's won a few games. The perfect fit in. Uh, in Cardinal Red. I think Larry Fitzgerald would want to take him. And that's who they have to impress. I think he's, uh, I think Fitzgerald's coming up on a contract and looking for, you know, mega bucks, which he deserves. Amazing player. But if you can't have anyone get on the ball, and, and the Cardinals uh, know this even better, I mean, they're a perfect example for him because they tried two unproven rookies last year throughout the season Max Hall and, and the other guy. Uh, and they had ups, downs, in betweens, and I think the Cardinals three and thirteen or four and twelve last year, so they know that doesn't work. Well, one thing that Larry Fitzgerald wants is he wants a, an accurate quarterback. I mean, uh, I think he got hurt; his knee got hurt in one game, and it was the reason why is because the ball was not delivered on time in the right place. I mean, one thing you know, people don't talk about quarterbacks as being point guards, but let me tell you something. There's one thing about a point bar, a point guard is not only does he get the ball to the right person, he gets the ball to you in the right position right. so that you can score the ball. And that's what's got to happen. If accuracy is all about not just getting the ball, <laughs> but getting it to them in a position in which they're able to protect themselves as wide receivers. Sure. A, a, a wide receiver wants a quarterback that's accurate because he doesn't want to be laid out oh. in a secondary in the NFL. Jump we got music it. again. I'm sorry, man. We're having a great time. Great time. I, I love it. Okay. We'll take this last break. I mean, our last break. This is a fast show. But again, I want to thank Boss, mm-hmm. Chad. That's it. 
Wow. Chad I won't even Foss. say the things my uh, coaches and <laughs> teachers used to call me. All righty. Well, I'm Ray Ellis, and you listen to Ray Ellis Sports of the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix Living Like It Matters. I'm going to take this break. It's going to be my last one, and then we'll come back. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports football and so much more is the focus of planet gridiron with damian anderson join the former arizona cardinals running back for a show that mixes well a little bit of everything damian brings to the program life experiences playing football and we'll talk about his variety of successes both on and off the field The goal is to provide you with a fun perspective on life, family, success, and of course, football. Tune in to Planet Gridiron with Damian Anderson, Fridays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Listen to Sports Talk at the Positive Pub every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Gil Tyree talks to sports newsmakers, playmakers, and story breakers. You, the hardcore, interactive, and novice fan, can join the show via your phone calls and emails. Sample what's good, right, and positive about the world of sports every week. Begin your week in a positive way with Sports Talk from the Positive Pub. Be here every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Okay, we're back. You listen to Railroad Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Got Chad Falls in the studio with me. Chad is from Cross Media Works. And uh, Chad and I have talked about a little bit of everything. We got a chance to talk a little bit about, uh, of course, uh, uh, the CBA and, and how the CBA was going to affect not just uh, football, but it was going to affect uh, a lot of business and those people out there that are affiliated with the National Football League and uh kind of gave you a perspective of, of how that would happen and, and, and what would happen. And uh, we also talked about uh, uh, the National Football League, some of, some of its players who perhaps may be, uh, may be in uh, high demand right now. Uh, Kevin uh, Cobb, uh, people are offering some first-round draft picks for him. And we talked a little bit about the uh, fact that uh, NC2A is uh, a plane and some, some of the guys have been sent home early and talked about perhaps maybe a playoff situation in college football and and uh we also talked about the nfl moving the um kickoff and so uh so we covered a lot but uh uh let me just let me let me just have chad baseball season is about to start now we're out here in arizona and of course arizona diamondbacks you know uh, haven't won a championship in a while but when they did they beat my my beloved Yankees. I like the Yankees. Oh, me too. I, I, I love the How Yankees. How can you not? Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I re- and I really think New York is really a, a America's 
teams. All their New York teams are really America's teams, although, you know, Dallas Cowboys seem to think that they are, but, <laughs> but they're not. I think America stands behind the Yankees. Uh, I think America, uh, the Yankees are America, so to speak. So, so anyway, uh, with that being said and done, uh, I don't talk very much about baseball, but I'm sure the Diamondbacks are here. You've been here for a while. Uh, Diamondbacks, do they have a chance this year? To, I mean, are they going to be a contender this year? Uh, I don't see it. Uh, I, don't f- I follow them closely, but not yet waiting for spring training to stop. Uh, went to visit their new ballpark for spring training for those listeners out who are It was local. raining. It was raining, right? Yesterday it was raining for the Angel game. Okay. But I went out to the new Diamondbacks Park, which is gorgeous. How is that facility? Oh, it's awesome. And they can f- – the sad part is – is they can almost fit as many people who go to a regular season game game, because fan base is so down into their spring training complex. Oh, wow. There's about 12,000 seats at the spring training games, and I think attendance... You know, on a good day for the Diamondbacks is probably in the twenties, yes. high twenties, and on a bad night, you know, a Tuesday against the Reds. For you can example. always walk. In the majority of times, you could walk up to the Diamondbacks on game day and, and get a ticket. Yeah, I saw an advertisement for them already. This part of the season, typically, you know, at the beginning of the season, everybody's going to the game. Mm-hmm. They, they're not bad yet, so everyone, the excitement's there. They have a going to games. There's still a chance. Everybody's in first place exactly on day one. And I believe I saw a billboard for five dollar tickets already wow. for uh, mid-April. Wow. So if you want to take your family or go to a game, five bucks, yeah. you know, yeah, right. upper part of the stadium. But and, and the roof will probably be open in April, right? I sure you hope so. so. Yeah. It should be beautiful. Uh, well, not only that, you know, uh, speaking of baseball, uh, the All-Star Game is here this year. It is. And um, it's, uh, it's, 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 you expect this to be sold out? You expect it to be a great, uh, I mean, baseball still? Corporate America will make sure, and whoever Fox or whoever has that baseball game will make sure it's sold out. Uh Again, just like the Super Bowl, great advertising and marketing opportunities for, for folks to uh, to spread their message and, and sell their products. Are, are you guys doing anything with the uh, with the All Star Game as of yet? We used to represent actually Major League Baseball Network was one of the networks that we used to sell advertising for, but no, nothing on a direct level with Major League Baseball, the entity. Okay, well, but, I, I'll tell you what, um, I, I I don't even really know. I still like Derek Jeter. I know he's getting old. You know, has a huge house. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, fiance probably got a huge ring on her finger too. Is she as fond as fiance as of yet? I don't think so, yeah. but uh, I got to read more of the tablets. Derek's still holding on to that player card. Yeah, he that's is. okay, man. But he's an excellent ball player, great role model for. To, I, I believe those role models should, you know, show you the role on the field of which they play on. I don't care, and I don't know what they do in their private lives, so I can't advocate for that. But sure, certainly. Uh, I can advocate for, uh, you know, what they do on, on the field. So I still don't think, if I'm correct, that you gave me, you know, your pick for who's going to win it all. I mean, I, I, I'm going to be a homer if you call me that. <laughs> but getting back to basketball, I got to go with the Ohio State Buckeyes to win it all. Can you give me one? That's, that sounds like a good choice. I, I like to join the uh, bandwagon if I can at this stage of, of the tournament and say that that sounds like a good pick, but it sure would be neat to see another Cinderella get to the Final Four and, and possibly to the cha- championship well, you game. Know, we, we, well, we were in the Final Four a few years ago when we had that, uh, those old four guys oh, yeah, who took off, but we haven't won it in a very long time. And back to your roots of Philadelphia that you mentioned, if, if the Phillies don't win the World Series, uh, I don't know what's up. Well, That's one they got great pitching. pitching. You're right, great pitching, but and great pitching, like you know, like they say in, in football, they say uh, defense wins ball games. I guess pitching, p- 
pitching will win in, in, in baseball. But um, And here locally, we need uh, one of the sp- sports franchises to, to step up. Yeah, well, I think the Cardinals say when they went to the Super Bowl a couple years ago, I think that revitalized everybody's energy in terms of following the Arizona sports fans because if they Very if, the sports teams, because if not, oh, man, it was really down I've never low. seen so many people in Cardinals colors. Yeah, that was, that was good. Okay, let's, let's talk a little bit about the NBA before we close it out. Uh, Carmelo's, you know, with the Knicks. Um, things aren't happening like they like <laughs> them to for the Knicks. Uh, Just I'll like the Heat see. found out. It takes uh, a little bit of cohesiveness yeah, well, to get a exactly team going. Well, exactly right. And it takes some time, so I think Melo's talking about next year already. Uh, the Phoenix Suns, Steve Nash. <laughs> okay, I mean, Steve's been here. It, it's like he's, he's a part of the fabric of the Suns uniform. What are the chances that Steve Nicks, uh, Steve, I'm sorry, wow. He's going to the Knicks? <laughs> Steve Nash will not... <laughs> Retire as a Phoenix Sun. Is that a chance? Could, I would. Just, I, it has to be because he's getting older, and and unfortunately, I mean, does he still have trade worse. value now? I mean, after this season, do you think Steve Nash still has trade value? You know, for their collective bargaining agreement, I think there's that uh, million dollar exception or something. I could see him doing that. Be a great teacher to a young point guard. Yes, but I mean, but but do you? I mean, very few times in the NBA. Are, are they? I mean, unlike the NFL, would you take a, a, a young quarterback and he becomes, you know, a part of, you know, the legacy, the continuing legacy under the tutelage of <laughs> Joe Montana like Steve Young did? That doesn't happen all the time. Sure. I don't know if Steve Young, I mean, Steve Nash can provide that opportunity for another team if they're looking to win now. Because that's, I mean, now it's all about winning now. It's, the future is like, there is no future with free agency and all that stuff. You better win now because LeBron James told you, you don't win now, I'm going someplace else who wants to try to win. So I, I don't know if that'll happen for Steve like that. Yeah, I don't know either. But talk about a role model. Uh, well, uh, He is the epitome of someone who gives on the 200% court. on the basketball, on the basketball court. Because we understand he's having a little, little trouble in his Oh, I didn't know about that. Marriage, but think, on the yeah. basketball court. On the basketball court. Bleeding, yes. knocked down, right. whatever. He'll right. he goes to the hoop right. all the time. Well, and that's what I listen, I, I I will tell you this. If if you're talking about like the young lady last night, I think she had two thousand points and one thousand assists. Um uh, and I, I think I forget what school she was. Oh, Gonzalez. Gonzalez last night. Yeah, yeah. Women's basketball, college basketball. Gonzaga, how you pronounce that? Gonzalez or yeah. I'm not sure who Gonzaga. Yeah, they uh, a young lady reached a milestone, two thousand points and one thousand assists in her career, and uh, Steve Nash is probably when it comes to some milestone in terms of how many assists when it's all said and done. Uh, I think the guy from Utah may have the record. Stockton, Stockton, and Malone. You know, and, and I well, um, when Amari left, that pick and roll kind of left with the uh, uh, with him, so Steve doesn't get the chance to do that. You know, too many times. But I tell you what. The show's gone. It's over. It, it's over, man. It was it was quick. It was fast. Well, I, thanks so I, much. I enjoyed this was great. It. I have to get you back again. <laughs> I would love to come back. Anytime. I don't know if that's true or that's false, but that's <laughs> that's Chad false. <laughs> I'll tell you what. That's the end of the show. I enjoyed it. You've been listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. And they stay there.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.